My name is Barbara Clifford and I have an unstoppable passion to create order out of chaos. I'm on a mission to help managers, business owners and CEOs to unclutter the chaos and break free from the shackles of overwhelm so that they wake each day inspired and motivated to work in peak performance and live on purpose. During these solo podcasts, I lift the lid on my journey to minimize stress and maximize time. I will share with you the mistakes, the celebrations, the joys that come from helping busy people just like you to increase your productivity and your impact in the world around you, to go from chaos to calm, from stress to strength. I want to share with you one of the best tools I've discovered for handling objections. Now, this can this tool really helps you to be able to manage in the moment. When we want to manage in the moment, we've got to try and remember all the learning that we've done, the training we've done, apply the smart language. And I've just found this one really simple and easy to remember in those moments, especially when you're under pressure, you're, you're on the spot and you have to deal with the objection of the person in front of you or the person on the phone. So the type of objections you might experience can be things like, um, this is why I'm not buying into your thing. This is why I'm not buying your product. I'm not buying your service. That's a fairly common one in the sales arena. But it can also be, I'm not buying into your idea. I'm not agreeing with you. I'm not taking on board what you're saying. I'm not going to adopt what you're recommending. That could be an objection. It can also be, I'm not happy. I'm not happy with the way things are, the service you've provided, uh, what you're communicating with me. There can be a whole range of things that people can object to in different scenarios. And this tool can pretty much apply in most of those areas. What you want to do when handling objections is to apply empathy and not sympathy. Now, sympathy, this is the easiest way that I can explain it or understand it or get my head around it. Sympathy is where you basically say, I'm really sorry for you. I'm sympathizing with you. I'm sorry you're feeling like that. I'm sorry you feel that way. But it's very detached from that person. And it's almost like you're looking down on them and going, oh, you poor thing. So we don't want to create that experience. The difference is empathy. Empathy is where you're very much walking alongside with them. And the analogy I often see is where you climb down into the hole, live that experience with them and pull them back out of it. Empathy means that you understand what it feels like to be in their shoes. You know what that feels like and you've got some direction or some guidance or simply some support that you can give them that is going to ease the process for them and it allows them to be more resilient rather than wallowing in their self-pity. So this is how you remember the tool. What we do is use what's called alliterations. Alliterations are where there's a sequence of words or phrases that rhyme or they sound the same or the first letter of the word is the same. It's kind of like a little nursery rhyme or a poem that we can remember in the moment. We've all grown up with those in school to be able to help us memorise grammar or spelling or things like that. So it's a similar kind of thing. This is how it works. 
So this is the tool that all you have to remember is feel, felt, found. You just remember feel, felt, found in the moment as a recipe for how you respond to the person's objection. And this is how it works. So you want to say, essentially, I know how you feel. You can even start the sentence with that. Look, I know how you feel. You want to mirror words that they've just communicated to you. I know how you feel. You've just said to me how angry this is making you. I know how you feel. You're frustrated. And whatever the word is that they've used, you mirror it back to them if you can. If you can't, then you're reflecting back what you're observing from them. Are they raising their voice and angry? Or can you sense from what they're saying that they're frustrated? So let them know that you are listening. Mirroring their words and paraphrasing shows that you are listening. So you say, I know how you feel. Number two is felt. And this means I have felt the same way or I've had a customer or a client or someone similar who has felt the same way. And this demonstrates that you understand. So ideally, you're telling a similar scenario that's very similar to theirs or relaying the process or the experience so they know you understand them. But more importantly, they know that you understand their problem the problem they have with this situation or the issues that they're experiencing. So when you can demonstrate that you or a customer has felt the same way, they know that you understand them. And lastly, you say, this is what I found or this is what we've found. This is where you provide them with solution or method of acceptance. So you might say, uh, we've found that if you apply this, this is what's happened. So let's say I'm objecting to the price of a product. I don't want to spend that much on a particular product. And we're going to empathise and know how that feels. But the found part of that is what we've found is that if you buy this particular model of chair, it will break. It won't last very long and you'll have to replace it more often. However, if you buy this model, of chair, what we've found and what our customers have found is it lasts a lot longer and the warranty is excellent. The supplier is really, really good at replacing or repairing the chair if anything goes run, wrong and you save money in the long run by investing in this really good chair in the first place. And we've found that that's typically what our clients prefer to do because they save money in the long run. So that just gives you an example of how you might apply the feel, felt, found. So easy to remember in the moment. And that's what you need when you're under pressure and someone is pushing back to you or complaining about a situation. I'd love to hear your experiences of this. Perhaps this is something you would like to try in the environments you're experiencing. And hopefully this will support you to feel more confident when you're having some of those difficult conversations or wanting to negotiate. I look forward to hearing your thoughts and comments below. Thank you for listening to the Busy Working Women podcast. If you want to know more, head over to Facebook and search for our group, Busy Working Women Owning Their Lives. Join over 3,000 women from all over the world taking control of their busy lives to 
feel less overwhelmed and more in control. If you want to connect with me personally, visit timetamer.com.au and access a whole bunch of free resources. I can't wait to connect with you. Remember, be kind to yourself and take time for yourself.